This is the archive of the live internet broadcast on August 24, 2012. No content has been removed or altered. Radio Elk Grove. Welcome to Radio Elk Grove, Elk Grove's only internet radio magazine. I'm your host, Denny Gomez. Thanks for tuning in. In this edition, Radio Elk Grove is live today with our first ever live call-in interview program. This week's guest, Steve Lee, candidate for EGUSD School Board Trustee Area 6. We'll talk to candidate Lee and ask him his background, his views on where the district is now, and what he sees for the future. This and an announcement of upcoming new features on today's edition of Radio Elk Grove. Let's look into it together. How do our public agencies make decisions? One way is through public documents. Every issue that comes before a school board, a city government, or a services district comes first as a report that helps guide our elected representatives. Now all you have to do to find out what's going on is try to find those reports. Radio Elk Grove will be publishing a guide to public documents online next week. It will show you how to find all the stuff that's affecting our lives. Now, no one wants to read all of this, but if you want to find out about a subject, how a decision was made, well, we'll show you where it is and how to find out. Just hit the subscribe tab on our homepage at www.radioelkgrove.com and sign up for a free subscription and we'll send it to you. You can also subscribe on iTunes, RSS, or by email. And you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Just search on the one word, Radio Elk Grove. Well, I'm really excited to host this first ever live calling program for Radio Elk Grove, where you can ask your questions of local leaders and community figures. I'll be giving you the call-in number in a moment, so you might want to get a pencil. It's also right there on your screen if you're on our show page. Now, as the first program, I want to set your expectations. We've done our best to test the system, but don't be shocked if there's a little fumbling or even a breakdown, occasional cough. When we look at technology today, we've got to be amazed if it works at all, considering the things it does for us. Now, here's that call number. To call in and speak to our guest, call area code 347-843-4730. Again, that's area code 347-843-4730. You can also start a chat with us on the um, show page, and we'll be able to see your questions and uh, relate them to the, to the guest. So with that in mind, let me introduce our guest. Today's guest is Steve Lee, local educator with the Sacramento County Office of Education, also called SCULLY, and candidate for the Area 6 seat on the Elk Grove Unified School District Board of Trustees. He's running against Jake Rambo, who was appointed to take the place of Trustee Pam Ivey last spring. Lee holds a BA in political science and a certified minor in sociology, both from UC Davis, and he holds a doctorate of jurisprudence from the University of Northern California Law School. He's received a number of awards, including two state awards, one for Project Save and one for Creating a Citizenship Day, and two awards in the area of youth violence prevention, a very important issue for our school district. It's great to have you here. Welcome to you, Mr. Lee. And, as promised, there's the first mistake, but here he is. 
good afternoon and happy Friday. Thanks. That's, those are sweet words to most people's ears. Well, to get right into kind of an intro of what we're um, going to be talking about today, now this is not your first time running for the school board, is it? That is correct. Uh, about 10 years ago, I did actually uh, throw my hand into the ring, and I did uh, run once before. Now, what would you say is different for you this time around? Well, um, I can see some um, common denominators, and um, obviously this time there's some addition to it. Uh, when I ran 10 years ago, it was to give voice to those who are overlooked and underserved. It's for the students who don't get the services. Um, and, um, yeah, that's exactly what I push for. Uh, and uh, my supporters were the families who uh, are neglected, the families who have a disconnect um, with the uh, school district, the teachers, the school sites. And uh, now it's, a, it's that in addition to uh, my uh, disappointment uh, in the, uh, the sites that we've been uh, seeing uh, recently. And uh, that being the case, I really uh, question whether uh, we can all sit down and just work things out. Uh, that's really what pushed me around this time. So what would you say is the most important quality that you can bring to the board right now? Well, what I bring is uh, experience in the education system, uh, somebody who understands what it means to be uh, in the front lines, to try to teach a student when you don't have the necessary resources, uh, the frustration uh, that uh, somebody would have in the front lines when you're trying to uh, help a student access their curriculum, but at the same time, um, you have uh, barriers that prevent you to get there. Um, I bring the perspective of somebody who uses his own money to uh, purchase items so that my students can actually uh, be able to access the curriculum. Um, you know, I, I, I am not um, somebody who is a, a bureaucrat. Uh, I am somebody who's out in the field and who knows uh, the, the dealings in which uh, teachers and, and frontline staff uh, from the uh, campus supervisors uh, to the teachers. And um, you know, I, I, I bring a spectrum of experience uh, and also knowledge. Great. Well, I was looking at your background, and there's some great stuff in there. Um, you show on your resume that you're an educator across multiple school districts of Scully, uh, managing cases for foster children. And what would you say that brings and informs you as a potential member of the board? Well, the perspective that I would bring with that particular uh, assignment, which is my current assignment, um, is uh, it, it gives me an appreciation of students that actually uh, have difficulties learning in class. You know, oftentimes when we, um, uh, as educators, when we look at students, we always kind of give attention to those who are super high performers um, and then um, those who are super uh, behind, uh, or I guess I would classify them as, as students who are behind uh, and, and need additional help. Um, and uh, in this pers perspective, what I have uh, been given the opportunity to do is actually pay attention to your students who are actually your average students that just need that extra push, that extra help, and also the students that the, that needs the most help, which is your students who are behind uh, in the curriculum, who needs uh, the uh, curriculum to be retaught, 
to go over with them um, again. So that's the perspective that I bring is um, uh, somebody who's in the front lines who actually deal with students that need attention. I'm hearing a little bit of echo. Are you hearing that? No, it seems to have corrected I'm not. itself. No. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, okay, great. Then let me just uh, let me just um, let me just stop listening to that for a moment. Um, you, sh uh, you did a consultancy project for Project Vibe in 06, 07. What was that, and what did you learn most in that experience? Uh, Project Vibe was an anti-bullying uh, program uh, with the County Office of Education. Um, the opportunity that I had was to actually uh, identify uh, local uh, school uh, districts that didn't necessarily have uh, a program or had programs that were uh, bits and pieces. Uh, my responsibility was to actually uh, take a community approach. Um, we see bullying all the time in schools. Uh, the problem here is that if we don't take a, uh, a, a coordinated effort to actually address the bullying problems, then it's not properly dealt with. And then, for example, you may have a teacher that calls a bully every time he bullies another student, but then you also have the PE teacher who may not uh, call the other student on. That's just a simple example, uh, but the, um, in my uh, uh, responsibility that particular year is to uh, work with elementary schools, uh, students, uh, and also uh, administrators and also uh, uh, teachers to come with a, a coordinated effort uh, to address uh, bullying uh, in the elementary schools. So, um, you were also executive director of Asian Resources Inc. And you mentioned that you managed a budget of 1.8 million. How do you feel that helps you oversee the district budget, which is actually two and a half times larger? Right. Actually, that makes that budget uh, looks quite small. Um, thank goodness uh, there uh, are a uh, superior administration team that would be their best in. Uh, and there's a superintendent, uh, and, and not only that, but an associate super, who I've seen his presentation. Um, he seems to have a, a terrific understanding of uh, the budget. Um, I am not going to, I'm not going to kid anybody. Uh, I think any new board member who comes on to the board is going to have a lot to learn, especially when it's along the lines of um, uh, budgets. But what I do bring uh, to the board is an understanding uh, of budgets and how they work for schools. Uh, general fund versus categorical, what is restricted, what isn't. That's a perspective that not many people understand. And uh, it gives me an appreciation that the experts uh, are the ones who we should be consulting. And the experts in this particular case obviously would be the people at the district office. Um, the bottom line here is um, the recommendation may certainly come from the board, but those are general policy uh, types of uh, recommendations. The actual execution of it uh, is uh, incumbent upon the uh, assistant superintendent uh, uh, who's in charge of that and the superintendent. Okay, I just wanted to inform people that might be trying to, um, to chat 
that we do not have a chat session and it's not going to uh, be open. Uh, there seems to be some technical issue with that. So uh, finally, in your background, uh, what does Project SAVE? And uh, tell me about the award you received. Project SAVE is probably um, one of the uh, momentous uh, programs that I have uh, been able to deliver uh, in my professional career. Uh, Project SAVE is a combination and a collaboration of uh, law enforcement and also education. Uh, during that particular time, uh, we were trying to uh, address the zero tolerance uh, in schools. Uh, sometimes students make mistakes. Uh, the idea here is how do we rehabilitate these students and get them back into the school district after they have been expelled. Um, what this program was uh, unique in that it brought law enforcement into the classroom and actually had law enforcement deliver uh, a, um, a curriculum to the students and parents that walks the student through the uh, the cycle of violence and, 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 and the track in which they're on, which will lead to violence. Uh, and I'm, I'm real proud to, to say that um, uh, that uh, particular um, uh, program uh, currently is still running at the County Office of Education and it now has a 90% success rate. Now, uh, the award, um, I'm not quite sure which award you're referring to, but I think we, we one, we got one uh, award from the Criminal Justice Cabinet at Sacramento County, and there was another award that we received from the uh, County Board of Supervisors, uh, which is uh, part of the Martin Luther, uh, Martin Luther King Day of Peace Award. Both of these awards recognize the fact that there are different avenues to peace, and it's just a matter of us sitting together and uh, accessing our resources, and we can abide with that. Super. There's some. There's some really. Um, and I see that I had a little technical difficulty, so we've kind of lost a little bit of time here. But still, I'd like to um, talk to you about uh, the board and how they do things. Um, what do you see as the role of the board member in the district? I specifically, I'm talking about uh, the, the trusting nature of the board and, and who really is supposed to be the beneficiary of that trust. Right. The uh, the responsibility of the board really is to be uh, connected to the uh, constituency. Uh, board, effective board members are ones that uh, reach out to the most and are connected to the most. Um, they are uh, their responsibility, obviously, is to uh, be at the helm to make sure that uh, the monies and the programs that are being executed uh, is uh, done so uh, to the best of its ability. Now. Thank goodness, the actual uh, practice of how that's going to be done is left with the actual experts uh, from the superintendent on down, uh, uh, inclusive of uh, the bus driver uh, all the way up uh, to his uh, cabinet members. What is your, um, what's your sense of the board's openness and transparency, the public's right to know not only what happened but, you know, how it was decided? Well, I, I truly have some serious questions um, that uh, remains unanswered. Um, my deepest concern is we have a board now that has uh, three appointed members, uh, and this district is so large, uh, the board members have to run at large, and, and it, I'm just uncomfortable 
um, with uh, circumventing uh, the actual constituents, the actual voters, uh, and actually appointing uh, folks. And I know the argument uh, for that is to save money, but, um, you know, I mean, even with the last appointment, uh, my question uh, really is, is it truly saving money, or is it just to uh, push the agenda of uh, certain interests uh, on the board? And that was a question that John, our first caller, is asking. And I'll bring you on, John, and, and you can see if you want to explore that a little further. John, are you there? Yes, yes. Hi, John. So you have a question about the appointment process. What were your thoughts on it? Yes, yes. Um, as a parent, and with all the budget issues, you know, I, I'm a little concerned about the, the uh, appointment process. Uh, it seems to me that I guess from from an outsider, it it looked at as if uh, there's a conflict of interest because uh, as as far as I understand, it's the current process that the appointments made by the superintendent. So uh, it, it, that always brings a question to me. I, I'm not sure if that's the right process. Uh, I, and I'd like to know what Steve's view on on, on that process. Well, the, uh, the the process is the, the appointment is, is by the the sitting board members. Um, the uh, I went through the process in March as well, and uh, they opened it up, they announced it properly, and um, you go in for an interview, and then the decision is made by by the board. Um, my, you know, again, my concern really sort of goes back to whether this is uh, the best way, um, truly, uh, in a democracy where we want the people to actually have a voice, uh, and what we're doing here is we're circumventing that and um, stifling their ability to actually speak. Um, so that is a serious concern. And it should be, I think. Uh, the um, recent appointment that was just done last week, that appointment was uh, for a two-year period a little more f um, important I want to say in terms of the time involved, the appointment was because Mr. Rambo and yourself are, are um, going in front of the public very soon here. But um, in a way, you felt that the board got it wrong at that time, right? So what do you think that you should be bringing to the board that they don't have now? Well, uh, one thing is uh, I don't bring politics uh, onto the board. Um, one thing is uh, I didn't run for every possible um, elected office. I ran for school board 10 years ago because I believe uh, in education. I believe in the children. I'm doing it again because I believe in the children. Uh, I'm committed. Uh, I'm, I'm a parent. I'm, the, I'm a husband to an outgrowth teacher. Uh, I'm an educator. Uh, and uh, I think that I bring those qualities to the board. Uh, which uh, is would, would only be a beneficial and an asset uh, to the perspective, uh, to a different, being a different perspective to, to what it is now. Great. We have another caller that would like to chime in. I don't have a co-host on this program, so we'll just have to ask. Um, could you tell us your name, please? Uh, my name is uh, Jesse. Jesse? Hi, Jesse. Yeah. Yes. I was, Hi, uh, I've been... Thank you, thank you. I've been uh, hearing a lot of stuff about teachers and uh, just not not being treated fairly. I was just wondering, um, like, what what would you do for uh, the teachers in the district, and what can we expect from you if you if you were to win um, the school board? 
Right. Well, and, mm-hmm. well, I, and that, I, really, I that really comes, thanks Jesse, that really comes to the question of what we think the board may have done wrong in the recent labor negotiations, this whole mess right. we had last minute. Right. You know, this is not going to go away. This is going to come back, and um, when, I, when I really looked at this, I realized that the, the problem in this is there's a breakdown in communication. When you throw attorneys, you, you throw litigators into this process, it gets to the point where everyone's thinking, okay, am I following the law or not? Am I following the contract or not? I think that we have to look at the bottom line here, which is we share the same interest, which is for students. If we are all working towards students, do we really need all the attorneys involved? And, you know, and I'm... And I would be the first one to say that we live in a very litigious world. I, I think that um, that complicates things and that causes people to be guarded. Uh, but if we break that down and we look at the, the human issues here, which is really to benefit the kids, um, we will wind up at the right uh, conclusion. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I stand firm with uh, putting students first, but... Really, at the same time, I cannot put any employees last as well because there's a balance here because how are you going to put your students first when your teachers are not being treated fairly, when your um, classified employees are not treated fairly, when you lay off your uh, uh, librarians at the elementary school levels, uh, when you look at stuff and it begins to come together, it becomes a message that's inconsistent. said, now, is, is this the kind of fighting you were talking about in Elk Grove Citizen last weekend? Uh, oh, my, you're referring to my comments. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, you said you have fighting that's going on at the same time, the ones who should be at the helm have forgotten the bottom line. Absolutely, yeah. And you were referring to unions? Uh, well, I'm referring to all the stakeholders, uh, really. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm not pointing finger as to who is to blame, but really, if we look at the common denominator between all of the stakeholders, where we are all here to serve our student population. We keep that in mind, and we could work things out, because we're in this together, and that's the only way we're going to come out ahead, is we work together. Uh, how do you think that, that the uh, ones at the helm, as you referred to them, without pointing fingers, have forgotten the bottom line? Well, I think, I think it complicates things when uh, you have uh, political interest that's embedded into the board. Um, it, it may not be uh, obvious, but, um, you know, when you uh, kind of see a little bit beyond the curtains, you have a sense of that. In addition to that, I think the, the other concern is, is when you involve um, attorneys. You know, I, I hate to say this, and I, and I understand and appreciate that there's a role for attorneys, but when you have attorneys that are zealous and that come into the picture uh, with I'm the winner in this, and I have to win. I don't think that is the, in the best interest of the students. Um, I think that we really have to to take a step back and really look at these uh, these attorneys and really put some thought into it and say, okay, if you're going in, is it really to help one side win, or is it really to find a common denominator where we can all win? Now, um, in the March appointment process, and, and again recently in this other appointment process, there was talk about keeping politics out of the school board. And yet, here we have this election, which is basically a political process, 
what should we be looking for in a candidate and, and how those two even match up together? Well, I, I, would, I would imagine that you, you want, uh, let's assume that, you know, we don't vote for any board members. Uh, let's assume that they are only appointed. Um, I would imagine that it would be uh, the responsibility of the appointing body to look at connecting the different sectors of this community. We talk about how diverse this, uh, this district is, about how large it is. Uh, I would like to see engagement of uh, you know, different sectors of the community that haven't traditionally been engaged. Um, and um, I would also uh, would hope that the appointing body would be uh, very uh, cognizant of any prior affiliation with one another. Uh, when you begin to look at uh, the connection, uh, you realize that uh, the people who are actually appointing um, one another to any board, it doesn't have to be just this board, uh, is uh, they mirror uh, each other's uh, philosophy. Okay, uh, we have another caller. Um, telephone number ending six four four. Let's see what they would like to um, add. What's your name, please? My name is Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. And what would you like to talk to Mr. Lee about? Um, well, yes, I, I had a couple of questions. The first one is I just wanted some information um, on your your uh, little um, biography of Mr. Lee. It indicates he's an educator, and I just wondered specifically what his job is and if he has a spouse, what his wife does. Great. Sure. Um, my uh, my wife is a uh, a teacher librarian uh, in the Elkhorn Unified School District. Uh, my current assignment uh, is uh, out in the Thomas Unified um, with uh, with Scully, a partnership with Scully, where I I work with uh, with uh, foster students to pre-teach and reteach um, uh, lessons and, and um, uh, that the student uh, may need extra help. Only thirty seconds. For that, okay, great. I just wanted to give you a chance, and why I flagged you off. Um, there will be more information about uh, Mr. Lee on our website a little later when we post this again. There'll be the resume, and you can look all into all of that. However, I want to give you a chance to get your most important message that you'd like to send to parents and voters in the district. Well, the the bottom message for me is. My focus is going to be on students, and I think if we, we keep that in mind and we stay true to that, um, we will come out on top. Um, I really would like to to focus in on student achievement. we got to improve student achievement. You know, people may argue that we're doing well. I'm talking about all students, not just some students. Uh, there was an article in The Citizen that talks about how well our growth has been performing. Um, the percentage came up to like 85% of the students are, are passing the, uh, the high school exit exam. I'm talking about the students who didn't pass. We've got to focus on those too because if we don't be proactive and address the concerns that they have or the concerns that we have with them now, uh, we're going to have to uh, be concerned about them later. Um, I believe in a public education for all students. Uh, I believe uh, in uh, creating safe and effective learning environments for students, uh, reducing class sizes, attracting the best employees, attracting the best teachers, uh, and um, you know, increasing job trainings for students, really. 
college preparation is a priority. There's no doubt about that. But honestly, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but we have some sure. time restraints here. But oh, sure. uh, both are like, I'm going to thank you. You can um, connect with Mr. Lee on his um, Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Steve Lee L Y. 2012. So that's Steve L Y, like Steve Lee, 2012 on Facebook. This is Radio Elk Grove. Radio Elk Grove is written and produced by Denny Gomez. The program is hosted online by the Internet Archive creating universal access to all knowledge at www.archive.org. Our theme music, victory, and incidental music were written and produced here in Elk Grove by local composer and musician Jason Elmore. Sources for our local news headlines can be found on the tab, Headline News, at the top of our page. To comment on our program, you can use the comment button at the bottom of each entry on our webpage, or you can email comments at RadioElkGrove.com. Or you can record a comment on our telephone comment line. Look for the tab that says Comment Line on our new tabs at the top of the page. Do you have a story idea or resource? Email stories at RadioElkGrove.com. This program is a production of Radio Elk Grove and Denny Gomez, who are solely responsible for its content. You can contact the producer by email at producer at radioelkgrove.com. We thank you for listening.